Hey, this is Amber Smith, and today we're going to be talking about five things every good coach does. Coaches like us start our businesses from scratch. Most of us have no formal education or training in business, but we do have a heart to help others with our passion and skill, and we want to make good money doing it. This podcast is for people who find themselves in that unique position. When becoming a great coach requires us to become great entrepreneurs. The big question is, how? This podcast is the answer. My name is Amber Smith. Welcome to the Coachpreneur Podcast. What's up, everybody? I hope you are having a wonderful day wherever and whenever you are listening to this. <laughs> um, I had a great day today. I got to hang out with my family and we went shopping and ate yummy food and it's so fun because I have, if you don't know me, I have two little girls and they are growing up so fast and their personalities are getting so fun. So I am feeling really good. I'm excited to record this podcast for you today talking about five things good coaches do. And I would even argue that this is what great coaches do. Um, today we're going to be talking specifically about action items. And so um, hopefully this resonates with you. Hopefully you can take something away. Um, I'm going to be sharing some information that I've learned from my mentors and coaches um, that have definitely changed my business. So we're just going to jump right in. It's going to be a shorty. (laughs) Um, So let's just start. Number one, good coaches say things that other people won't say. And I got this idea originally from The Prosperous Coach by um, Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin. And if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend you do. You can get on Amazon, but it definitely changed my business. (laughs) And so this principle is from that book. Um, I consider it like my secret weapon for business building. (laughs) Um, But he talks about this idea of being willing to say something to your client that they would never hear anywhere else, that their mom wouldn't tell them, their friend wouldn't tell them, their spouse wouldn't tell them, um, that a coach would tell them. And you do it because you care. And what I would say is that you're telling your clients the truth. Um, not a perception, not an interpretation, the truth, which most of our reality is very neutral and we don't believe it is. And our clients need to hear that from us. (laughs) And so if you want to be a good coach and a great coach, say it, even if it's uncomfortable for you, especially I think when you're just starting out, I think this is a big one. You don't want to offend your client. You don't want to make them emotional or upset about you. Um, saying something, but this is going to be the best service you can give them is to say the things that other people won't say. That's why people hire coaches. Number two, they stay neutral for their client. This is really, really important. Um, I think this is what all coaches should be doing, but especially in your own mind, you have to stay neutral, not just what you say or how you direct the coaching conversation, but in your own mind, you have to stay neutral. And I actually learned this while I was working at a residential treatment center as a values coach. Um, I worked at a residential treatment center for girls who were dealing with some, there were teenagers who were dealing with some pretty intense emotional struggles. A lot of them had depression and anxiety. Some of them had attempted suicide and self-harmed. Some of them had family problems. Some of them had drug and alcohol problems. Um, Some of them had personality disorders and all sorts of really intense struggles. And so I was trained, um, to be a values coach, um, for individuals. And so I would kind of go over a list of things and there's specific training. Like there, it wasn't just like have a random conversation (laughs) and, um, something that we were taught, they didn't call it being neutral, but I would call it that. Um, we were taught 
not to necessarily agree with the things that the girl said. Um, that if their mom was bad, according to them, that we didn't like agree with them, right? Which is staying neutral. And I learned that, like I said, while I was working there, and obviously I bring it into my own coaching business now, but I think the best coaches stay very neutral so that they can show them the truth. And this is, can be tricky if it's something that's bringing up your personal stuff, but I think the best coaches learn how to stay neutral for their client, even if it's something that they personally have feelings about. Um, I think there's a big difference between the truth of a story and the interpretation of a story. And good coaches stay neutral and show them the truth, not the interpretation. And this is this will come with practice, I think. But also, um, it's something just to keep in your awareness as you're coaching your clients. What is the truth? Am I being neutral? Am I showing them neutrality? Am I bringing them back um, to the truth of the story that they're telling? Okay, number three, they are always creating clients. <laughs> this is another concept I got from the Prosperous Coach. Good coaches are creating clients by relationship building and um, without yucky, icky intentions. Um, when I think about my business, I think about value going out and value coming back, but I don't expect value to come back from certain people. I don't add value hoping that they'll sign me up, like sign me as their coach or hoping that they'll refer me or anything like that. Like I really don't. And I think that's the trick. You have to put value out there without expecting value from, from them back, but knowing that it will come back to you in some form and it might not be the way you think it will. Um, another way I like to think of this concept of always creating clients is planting seeds. Um, I believe everyone could be a client and I plant the seed, the relationship building, the value, and I don't expect all seeds to grow, right? I don't expect every seed I plant to become a client, but I also don't know which ones are going to take root, which ones will want to work with me. And so I treat kind of everyone like a potential client and also no one. (laughs) It's kind of a paradox for you, but, um, I also think there's value in friendship and acquaintances and peers. And so I don't expect anyone to want to work with me right away just because I added value to them. We might just be friends. We might just be peers. We might just cheer each other on. And that's valuable too. And it's a good way to look at your business as you're meeting people and introducing yourself as a coach. Um, It's important that you remain unattached (laughs) to specific outcomes with specific people, especially while still believing in the general outcome that clients are coming. I'm going to say that again, because it's really important. Be unattached to specific outcomes with specific people, but be very attached and believe that the general outcome is that clients are coming and that will change your business right there. (laughs) Um, So yeah, always be creating clients. Number four, they care more about their clients' results than they do about their own ego. This is a really important one. I learned this from one of my mentors, Russell Brunson. He's an amazing entrepreneur and marketer. And um, I highly recommend you study his stuff, especially the book Expert Secrets. I'm going to link all this stuff in the show notes because all this stuff is so good. But um, he basically was the first one that taught me that, and I knew this intuitively, right? That good coaches want their clients to win, right? That's obvious. But what he introduced is that even if it means they get new coaches or other coaches while they work with you or while they don't work with you, you don't have bad feelings, you don't try to keep them, you don't own them, um, 
you cheer them on and you really want, you believe in their results so much that whether they coach with you or not, you believe that they should do what they need to do to get that result. And, um, I believe in good coaches. I believe that all coaching is valuable, but your client ultimately is the one to decide how they want to get their results. And so a good coach isn't going to let their ego get in the way, um, of helping the clients get what they need. And so I personally believe that clients are responsible for their own results, even though we promise results as coaches in our business. And that's a good business principle because that's what you do help them do. Ultimately, it's their own agency, their own choices, their own actions and beliefs and work that they do on their own terms. It's going to get them there. And sometimes that means that they let you go or they go to a different coach and that's okay. You're going to support them because especially if they're doing the right thing, right? (laughs) You want them to win. And so you support them. This might show up as a specific situation in your business, like your clients stalling their progress. Maybe you've been working together for a long time and you can see that they're not getting the results that they really want anymore. Maybe you've done a lot of work together and now they're ready for something different and you know in your gut that it's probably time to let them go. A really good coach is going to let them know that. Hey, I've, you know, I've really enjoyed our time together. I think we've made some great progress. I think you've done amazing things with your life or your business or whatever you coach them on. And now I have this recommendation for you. I think my work is done. I have this other coach friend that I think you'd love to work with. That would be a huge mature coach move, right? Um, I think it would be very selfish and let letting the ego run the show. If you think that you're always the right coach for your clients, I think the self-aware coach is the best coach and being really honest about what you can or can't do, what's working and what's not working for your client. Um, This might also be referring a client to another coach who doesn't quite fit in your niche if you have a niche. Um, You know, I don't actually don't do that, but my friend so-and-so does that, (laughs) right? Um, Let your ego down. And even, even in the beginning when you're a newer coach and you're not desperate, I don't like to say the word desperate, but really searching for that money in your business, um, it can be so powerful to say, you know, I'm probably not the best coach for you. Not because I'm not a great coach, but because I know a coach that will help with your specific problem better. That is letting go of ego. And honestly, I think we need more of it in the industry. Um, it's not about us. It's about our clients, right? That's why we got into this and trusting that that value will come back to you in a different way. You don't need that client specifically. You want the client to win. That's the biggest focus in our business, (laughs) right? So how can you care more about your client's results than your own ego and get to work on that question? Um, I think it's a really important one to answer. And number five, they work on themselves. This will probably seem very obvious to you because good coaches and coaches in general are usually drawn to personal development. Um, But I know that my own mentors and coaches and people that I observe are always learning and growing. They're always doing something or trying something new. They're pushing themselves. They're trying to understand stand themselves better and do things better than they have before. I've observed this in my mentors like Brooke Castillo, Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Russell Brunson, and James Wedmore, or just to name a few, are some of my favorites, and I've taken quite a few of their courses um, and follow them closely on social media and basically all their all their content I love. And I can just tell that they're always learning and they're consistent about learning. And I, if I had to put money on it, um, I bet you are too. <laughs> if you listen to a podcast like this, my guess is your problem isn't learning. Your problem is probably 
um, being precise and intentional about what content you absorb. <laughs> um, there is such a thing as overconsumption, right? But um, in general, coaches that are pushing themselves to learn more and be better are good coaches. That's just been my experience, especially if they take it seriously, apply the work on themselves first. Um, I think that can be really powerful. And Tony Robbins has this idea called Kanai. And if you've read his books, you know he talks about it a lot. Um, and Kanai stands for constant and never-ending improvement. And it's impris- it's a principle that I live by, you probably live by, and I think it'll make you a good coach. Um, obviously, you can only read so much. You can only listen to so many podcasts. You have to apply it. And I think that's the missing piece for a lot of people is they're not applying what they read in books or listen to on podcasts. So if that's you, if you're stalling, if you're absorbing and reading a lot of content, ask yourself if you've applied it recently. You might be your next step. Um, My hope with this short podcast is that you take your role as a coach seriously. Obviously, I think you do. (laughs) Um, I know I do. And prioritizing being the best coach you can be um, will show up in these five ways that I talked about. Um, you'll be able to serve your clients to your fullest capacity. You can make an impact. Um, you know, you have to be able to show up for your clients in the best way possible. And because coaching is an unregulated industry, I think that there can be some iffy stuff. And hopefully these principles raise our industry to a higher standard. Um, and I hope we do that together that we are constantly learning. I'm just going to go over the the five again. Um, great coaches say things other people won't say, obviously with love. <laughs> um, number two, they stay neutral for their client. I think this is something that if you're a newer coach, this is one of the most important things you can do. And this is what I think the most valuable thing in coach training is, is that being neutral. Um, number three, you're always creating clients. This is very entrepreneurial. Um that means you're always adding value. You're always making offers, but you're always creating clients, even if it's not for right now, even if it's for the future. And then number four, they care more about their clients' results than their own ego. (laughs) So good. And then number five, they work on themselves. And that was the obvious one, but I, I believe that that's really important. And so I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for um, being a part of this podcast and its new <laughs> new way of sharing um, my thoughts as a coach. I hope you got value from it. And if you did, will you share it with your coach friends or on social media or whatever? I'd really appreciate it. Also, I haven't said this yet. <laughs> if you want to know more about me or what I do, you can find me on Instagram at it's Amber Smith, or you can find me at itsambersmith.com. That's where I'm hanging out these days. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you soon.